Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh no! This game was 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 about the seniors. It, it, this game wasn't about next next year or or about the young guys. This game was strictly about the seniors, and and that I you know I preached that to the to the young receivers and and all of the receivers. I'm like, this game is not for you. This game is not for next year. This game is not for the coaches. This game is for the seniors. And I told them, whatever you do, do it for the seniors. How would you want to you know end your season? Um, if you were a senior and they all say, you know, we, we want to go out with a win. And that's just something that we all came to agreement on. So this game wasn't for next year. And I'm, I'm happy that we got the dub for the seniors. Uh, of course, it's going to be sad to see them go. And, and we know that they always got our back. And I could just say that, that, you know, they taught us a lot, you know, taught us a lot and we could grow from there. What up, what up, what up? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. That was audio from Tory Horton post-game uh, yesterday in Colorado State. Ended the 2022 season with a 17-0 win over New Mexico. The 12th win in a row over the Lobos. I'm going to give some general takeaways on this game as well as just on CSU's season as a whole. Real quick, though, I did want to do an intro just on how happy I was for the veterans to get to go out on top. I'm actually working on an article about Daquan Jackson and Cameron Carter specifically that should be out tomorrow or you know, by the time you listen to this podcast. But I was just really happy for those guys specifically after five years, three coaches, a whole bunch of position coaches and defensive coordinators. Those two got to go out with the first shutout of their career. Uh, Both are going to leave CSU with over 300 total tackles, 322 for Daquan, 302 for Cameron. Uh, Daquan was able to post his first 100-tackle season with 11 today, or yesterday, I should say. Sorry, brain is a little bit mush right now. But that was cool because, I mean, with like five or six minutes left in the game, Daquan still needed five tackles. I turned to Kevin and was bummed because I didn't think he was going to get there. was really happy when he actually did. And it meant something to him. You know, he mentioned it post-game, the fact that, you know, him and Cameron were kind of tracking their stats. Obviously, being leaders in the locker room was really important to them. And their roles as, you know, the veteran leaders for this young team, it, it just, the, the impact cannot be stated enough. But they're also competitors, and, you know, they have individual goals, things that they want to accomplish. And, you know, getting that 100-tackle season was something that, you know, Daquan wanted. Cameron had already accomplished it in his career, and now Daquan did as well. 
And I just thought it was cool. I thought it was cool to see a couple of veteran players that stuck by their university, you know, get to go out and, and have some individual glory, have some team glory as well. Because let me tell you guys, it it could have very easily fallen apart. I mean, the wheels could have the wheels could have come off on this operation a, a couple of different times. I mean, especially after the non-conference start, you know, you're zero and four. You just got schlacked by an FCS team at home. Your quarterback's injured. Players are leaving left and right. Just feels like it. It would have been really easy for the tension to build up. You know, for it to boil over and and amount to a wasted season when it was all said and done because you just get a group of guys that that lay down and quit. But that didn't happen. This group didn't quit. They covered in six of the final eight games. And that's with, you know, in the end, 59 scholarship players and almost no continuity from week to week when it comes to the the starting lineup. Now, they did figure out some things at the end there. But I think a large reason why this team was able to play competitive football down the stretch was that veteran leadership they had from guys like Daquan Jackson, Cameron Carter, you know, Jack Howell, Henry Blackburn. They refused to give an inch, even after the difficult start, and I just feel like those young guys bought in. I know we can play woulda, coulda, shoulda until the cows come home, but CSU really could have, would have, however you want to say it, been 6-2 and two in conference play. I mean, you look at Utah State, and Wyoming, those certainly got away from the Rams. I feel like CSU outplayed San Jose State. That's three wins right there. That's bowl eligibility. It sucks that they didn't pull it off. You know, at the end of the day, there's still losses. But if I would have told CSU fans, particularly after that that Sacramento State loss, that, you know, at the end of conference play, the Rams would have been extremely competitive and had an opportunity to win six of the eight games, I think most of you would have taken that. And while I obviously would have liked to have seen this team, you know, have more success, again, it, you know, it is about the results. The results do matter. I think back to, you know, the first couple of years of the CSU basketball program with, you know, veterans like Chris Martin and Nico Carvacho. Those two didn't get to experience, you know, the highs of the last couple of years making, you know, runs at the NCAA tournament with, with Roddy and Stevens. But the ascension would have never happened in the first place had it not been, you know, for those veteran guys sticking around and, you know, helping transition the program. If a couple of years from now, CSU is all of a sudden, you know, winning, you know, maybe one of the top teams in the Mountain West or or something like that, kind of like they have been on the basketball side, you know, I, I hope that Ram fans look back and remember the impact that players like Daquan Jackson made, that Cameron Carter made during this first season. And also understand, like, if it wasn't for them, you know, this season could have very easily turned into CU territory. We were going, you know, 1-11, losing by 40 in, in the finale at home. This year wasn't, you know, what everybody was hoping for, myself included. You know, I think we got a little bit ahead of ourselves as far as what the immediate results would be. But while the record may be the exact same as 2021, 3-9, it's crazy to me how different the vibe is going into the offseason. 2021 ended with six consecutive losses, none of which were very competitive. You could argue Hawaii, but that was like a four-score game at one point before the Rams started putting up some garbage time numbers. And obviously the the <laughs> cherry on top was losing 52-7 to at home to Nevada on senior night and having Adazio get ejected before halftime, only the second FBS coach ever to be ejected for multiple unsportsmanlike conducts. 
Now, that's not saying that there weren't frustrations this season, because clearly there were. And in some ways, you could maybe make the argument that losing games you should have won, that's even more painful to experience than not even being competitive. But to me, that's like living your life, you know, too afraid to ask somebody out because you may get rejected. It takes time to establish a winning foundation. It takes time to create a winning culture. And usually you've got to, you know, take some lumps along the way. That was definitely the case for the Rams this year. But they finished a hell of a lot more tough than the way that they started. And I just, I couldn't be happier for some of these veterans that have stuck by CSU over the years that they got to go out the right way with a 17-0 win in front of the fans on senior day. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And it was great to see. Going to keep this moving. Going to give some more takeaways from that win over the Lobos. Going to play some more post-game audio. I do want to shout out the homies over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. The NBA season is heating up. I don't know if you saw it, but our guy, David Roddy, threw down a sick alley-oop from Ja Morant. Love watching him get it uh, with the Grizz. That's just a fun team. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on a pregame money line on any NBA team to win, and you're going to get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out, though. In addition to the normal same-game parlays, you can get up to 100% boost with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlay. All you got to do, go to the app, place the same-game parlay, combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more likes you add, the bigger the boost and the bigger your shot to win big. Download the app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. That code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. Of course, if you hit a big bet, there's no better way to celebrate than with an ice-cold brew from Breckenridge Brewery. Breck is the official beer of DNVR, and they have collabed with Never Summer to release their newest beer. It's called Fun Slinger Lager. It's fun to say, Fun Slinger. It's light, it's crushable, it's perfect after a day on the slopes or, you know, just chilling at the DNVR bar. Never Summer Snowboarding is based right here in Colorado, so you cannot go wrong with the beer or the boards. Check out the beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Fun Slinger near you. Finally, I want to tell you guys about our Cyber Monday sales, which are going on all weekend, you know, up to 90% off some products. All our CSU gear is on sale. It is the perfect time to get stocked up before the holidays. If you're a diehard, you're going to get an additional 20% off on top of all that. You guys are definitely not going to want to miss this opportunity, just like you are not going to want to miss out on my DraftKings pick of the week. DraftKings pick of the week where we are going to bet on San Francisco to cover a five and a half point first half spread against the New Orleans Saints. You can get that at minus 110 odds, courtesy of our friends DraftKings Sportsbook. Lock it in, Niners to cover five and a half in the first half against New Orleans on Sunday afternoon. Just uh, really proud of our our kids uh, uh, and our seniors. And I told our seniors, I, you know, this has been a really challenging year. The, the first month of the season was so disjointed, and um, and 
they really became a group that I really enjoyed coaching the last two months. You know, I didn't trust my football team the first month. I didn't trust them. And, and I told them uh, after the Wyoming game, I said, I don't, I don't feel that way anymore. I really think we have a group of kids that are committed to one another, that are willing to sacrifice, and um, they're fun to be around every day. And, you know, we're, we're at 59 scholarships. We're well below our competitive uh, limit. And uh, I just feel like we got a foundation that we had 26 quality football players uh, to some of the kids that we have. And obviously we got to replace some seniors that are leaving. Um, we're going to be a different football team. And um, that's encouraging for me. Um, so proud of our defense tonight. I was really happy they were able to get shut out. It's hard to do. I don't care who you're playing against. You got to do a lot of things right. You got to play a lot of plays. You got to play a lot of situations. And you got to play assignment sound. And and I just thought it was a really great job by Freddie Banks and our defensive staff um, and our kids. You know, we're very prideful this week. They wanted to play good defense, and they did. Cool, cool, cool. That was obviously Jay Norvell uh, postgame talking about how proud he was of the veterans, how proud he was of the defense. After that, also named some other individuals that we'll kind of get into here. But I just wanted to give some takeaways, starting with hopefully you know they can get Mo Kamara and Chigoze and Nuzium to come back, both have an extra year of eligibility if they choose to use it. This CSU defense, if those guys come back, can be really, really nasty. I mean, when you look at the foundation you have, in the defensive line, they've got a lot of young guys that are really showing out in practice, have performed well uh, in limited opportunities in the game as well. You look at the secondary with Jack Howell, Henry Blackburn, and Aiden Hector. There's already a lot to like there. And we've seen you know spurts from these linebackers under Daquan and Cameron where they've really popped as well. Drew Kulik obviously caught the attention of this staff early. But I felt like as the season went on, Chase Wilson was just really, really impressive. Redshirt sophomore linebacker at a Ralston Valley High School in Arvada. He had the best game of his season. You know, seven tackles, two and a half sacks against the Lobos. Daquan post game, when I asked him about it, just had a big old smile on his face. But I think if you can get Mo and Chiggy to come back and, you know, possibly Lede as well. With the talent that they have in place and the experience they still have and an opportunity, you know, to add an influx of talent via the portal or the high school ranks, I mean, they're going to be able to sign close to 40 people. There's a real opportunity for this defense to be pretty special next year. And they, I mean, they, they just played so impressively in this one, top to bottom. It, it was really a, a nice team performance, but they held UNM to 68 total yards a year ago. Held them to only 133 in this one, 62 through the air, 71 on the ground. UNM was 2 of 16 on third down, 1 of 3 on fourth down, so the Rams doing a great job of getting off the field. But I just thought that the pursuit and the tackling was tremendous. It was just a stellar effort from the defense in this one, and that's that's an area that I've kind of raved about this defense all year, as I feel like under Freddie Banks, we have seen particularly the secondary and the linebacker tackle 
so much more consistently than we have under any of the coordinators in previous years. But those guys did a really solid job of just sticking to their assignments, you know, filling the right lanes, just making making sure that, you know, they had their man. New Mexico can get kind of cute with some misdirection, you know, some option type plays. But just about every single time they went to that stuff, it just got shut down. You know, it was Daquan, you know, hitting a dude in the open field or, you know, Aiden Hector, you know, coming around the edge and getting an awesome strip sack. Guys just were consistently in the right place at the right time. And, you know, you credit the scheme and, and the staff for putting them in that position. But more than anything, you've just got to credit these guys for going out and executing. Offensively, it wasn't perfect. Definitely a slow start, but what was really encouraging to me was that first scoring drive that Clay Millen was able to mount really put the team on his back. Um, he had a throw on an out and up where he evaded the pass rush, rolled right, sensed you know that that Horton had some space to to break to the sideline, and threw it on the run before he was even out of the the break back towards the sideline. Really, just stellar timing. Great throw, you know, tremendous display of his athleticism, but it takes a really confident quarterback to make that type of play. And I just feel like we have seen consistently for a freshman, you know, Clay Millen is is wise beyond his years. Now, does he still hold on to the ball a little bit too long at times? Yes, all quarterbacks do. But he had three throws in this one, that up and out, and then both of his touchdown passes where I just feel like there hasn't been a Rams quarterback in the last decade that could have made that throw. Maybe a healthy Colin Hill, but Millen's precision and touch on those throws deep downfield is just absurd. And what was fun to see in this one was, you know, if you put it in a position for those guys to go up and make plays more times than not, that's what they're going to do. You know, I don't know if it's really a 50-50 ball of Torrey Horton's in the conversation, probably more like a 75-25 ball in favor of him. You know, that that catch justice Ross Simmons made. There was pretty good coverage there, but it was a perfectly placed ball. It was a you know, stellar playmaker making a going up and just making a catch. And Norvell said at postgame, that's why they like to recruit, you know, big, tall, strong, athletic receivers. Because when you have them, anytime you know you're at the 50, north of the 50, you're in striking distance. You're in a realistic scenario where you can score. Would like to see that more consistently, obviously, and a big part of that is going to be shoring up the offensive line. Would like to see more consistency in the red zone, too, and not just, you know, the big plays. The future can definitely be bright with these playmakers, though. I mean, I, I think Tory Horton will be back. You know, I think that Justice Ross Simmons and Lewis Brown, Makai Fox, these guys are going to benefit from, you know, getting more playing time than they would have. Same with, you know, Jordan Williams and some of these other guys you can look at offensively. Avery Morrow you know, is a legit starting running back, a bell cow type back. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing him start the season as the number one guy next year. If those guys can build off what they accomplished this year, take it to the next level. If you can improve the offensive line and, you know, your defense can do, you know, similar things, they're going to win a lot of games next year or they, they're going to have an opportunity to win a lot of games. They're going to be in a lot of games. Definitely wish they could have pulled out a, a few more this year because I really do feel like CSU was the better team in six of the eight conference games they played. I mean, you put aside Boise State and Air Force, I feel like CSU was the better team. But it was just good to to see them get the tangible proof that improvement is happening. I mean, if you really do watch these games closely, this team clearly got more competitive as the season went on. But it is a results business, and 
I just feel like it's it's easier to sell that the foundation of the winning program is being laid when you actually do come out on top every now and then. Before we get out of here, I do want to highlight a couple of other standouts. I mean, we've already talked about Clay Millen and Torrey Horton and Daquan and some of these guys. Jack Howell and Henry Blackburn had another good game. Aiden Hector was all over the place, had a sweet PBU where he blew a guy up in the open field, also had the strip sack of CJ Montez, ended up being recovered by Grady Kelly. Chase Wilson, really good game, career high in total tackles and sacks. Patty Turner as well. I know that... (laughs) You know, when you watch him stylistically, it does not look the same as coming off of Ryan Stonehouse's foot, but he is accomplishing, you know, what this team is trying to do, and that's essentially just prevent returns. You know, he's not a big, booming guy, but he had eight punts, an average of 47 yards, four inside the 20. That's solid. You know, none of them, you know, put CSU in a bad spot. It was just a really solid game. It might not have been as pretty as what we saw, you know, from Stoney over the years or from Hayden Hunt, the most accurate punter that I've ever seen to this day. The way he could drop it in a coffin corner was just absurd. I do think Turner can be an effective punter for this squad, though. And I think, you know, as we see him more over the years, Ram fans will have a a better understanding of exactly what they're trying to accomplish. But again, because it's not necessarily, you know, what they were doing with Stoney. Obviously, there are times where he needs to flip the field. And early on in the year, he had a couple of games that were pretty brutal. He also, in my opinion, had some of his best games of the year at the end of the season. Felt like he played really well against Wyoming. Felt like he played well against Air Force. Certainly played well in this one. I'll definitely get into more takeaways you know, from this game, but really from the season as a whole over the next week and as we kind of progress towards National Signing Day on December 21st. Obviously going to do a lot of recruiting content between now and then and more hoops content as well. Did want to say thank you to everybody for the kind messages. I unfortunately was not able to attend the basketball game today in person. Um, I have watched a recording of it now, but I uh, unfortunately was in urgent care for about four and a half hours. I'm going to be all right. Going through some stuff at the moment, though, definitely been a tough week, and I was able to uh, tough it out or whatever, you know, for the football game, but it ended up making me feel a whole lot worse and I just I couldn't keep going had to go get some different antibiotics and some IVs and stuff Um, but don't worry I'm gonna be fine and I appreciate everybody's understanding again I will do a podcast and write about that game as well so a ton of content coming out over the next 48 hours just keep following us on Twitter again you can follow me at Justin T Michael or DNVR underscore Rams That's all I've got for y'all today. Hope everybody had a tremendous holiday week. Love all of you. Looking forward to creating more content on hoops in the coming weeks. Peace.